High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Time now for the Hook Health Check-Up in the company of Dr. Kira Kelly. Every week, of course, we take your questions on your health. If you have any, you can send them to 53106 and we'll deal with them. And, of course, if we don't get them this week, we'll deal with them next week. Kira, welcome to the programme. Thank you, George. Now, when I'm talking about rugby, I'm invariably talking about uh, brain injury. And suddenly I get this quite worrying story, really, about Kevin, who's got cellulitis as a result of rugby. Can that be possible, yeah? Well, he's cert- I mean, cellul- cellulitis for people listening is an infection in the tissue of the skin. So an abscess is where you get like something that comes to a head. But cellulitis is like a, 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 a travelling redness in your skin where, where, where the patch gets bigger and bigger and all that. And it is a nasty sort of a thing. And people do go on antibiotics for it. It's not impossible that he did get it out playing. Because you know, if you get a, a broken skin can cause it. So if he gets a kick in the shin or whatever, or a boot or a stud or whatever, he, he could certainly have gotten it. But, but she goes on to say that she's had three different visits to the doctor. She had multiple antibiotics, um, that he's not getting any better and it's costing her a fortune and she's a single parent. So I, I think the issue... First of all, I, I'm surprised that health can cost you a fortune, can it? Well, she says she doesn't, I mean? she doesn't have a medical card and she's, you know, probably a visit to the doctor is 50 quid, uh, an antibiotic could be 25 quid, three, vi- like, it could be over 200 quid, you know. It's, Very quickly. It's, it's a lot okay. of money, you know. A lot yeah, of people no, would live no, on. That could be a week's income for some people. Of course. Um, and that's you know it's not. The so what are you going to do? Well, there's something going on. You see that that's the the thing. He he's a young. He sounds like he's a young lad. It's his mum texting us. It, it's on you. I mean, it's quite common for older people to get recurrent cellulitis, but it would be much less common for a young person. All right, but the problem here is you're recommending him to go and see a doctor, well, I, I, and she already has a cost problem. Yes, I, I think a couple of things. He may need some tests, but there's not much we can do. But there's some blood tests and stuff, George, just to make sure that there isn't something going on. That's reducing his ability to fight infection. That's the first thing. But also, I would suggest somebody like him now, let's just say we find nothing and it's just bad luck. He's probably going to lead a prolonged course of antibiotics. And what I mean by that is, yes, you take the antibiotic while the infection is there and then it's cleared, but you need to stay on the antibiotic for a period of time to knock it so hard on the head that it can't recur. Do you know what I mean? Because these infections are usually caused but by... But you're still talking money. I well, mean, yeah, normally well, yeah, we, we don't talk money here. We talk I know, about the but, but the, the difficulty symptom. has... We're all covered in bugs. We're covered in millions of bugs. All and right. Staphylococcus, which is the commonest bug, there's some other ones too, but Staph and Strep and those types of things that cause these infections, they live all over us. And once you've become susceptible for whatever reason, it is tricky, but, but she needs more stuff. The other thing I would say is things like old-fashioned stuff, salt baths, iodine on a wound things like that are very good at fighting infections you know what I mean sometimes you have to actually go back to basics and hygiene skin hygiene all the way yeah can I take a risk here and ask her to write to me no please do and you can show me the letter that's no problem George at Newstalk dot com I love the way you pay such attention to people who get injured playing rugby if he said he was playing hockey you'd have had no interest no you see that's why you do this every single week you diminish me as a person um, and and lower my self esteem and the reason here is I'm worried about it's not often we get a, a question which says I'm worried because of the money. Yeah, that's no, why I know. I'm doing it. I know, that's I know. I know. And, I, and I suspect that, that that's why she's contacting us right. because she's going, I can't, I can't keep this up. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's why I'm doing it. 
Are you okay about that now? I am okay. Oh, Put that in your pipe and smoke it. So not, not we don't, smoke about don't approve of smoking on the health Tony check. Tony in Dublin. See, this is another one I'm really exercised about. What is the best way to get mental mental help for my 80-year-old father as his GP has not helped despite us asking and paying 50 quid every time I might have? Well, no, he's uh, now in fairness, the man is 80, has a medical card. So, well, is he? Yes, he does. Well, they, everybody does. Um, okay, but, but what's the best way? Well, you know what? Stop asking and start insisting because you're absolutely right. What does insist mean? Well, well, go in and say, I'm not, something has to be done. Don't don't take no for an answer. It is true that a lot of GPs are under massive pressure and sometimes people maybe don't hear or listen in the way that they should to somebody's concerns. And it's not all because they're rubbish at their job or they're bad people, but they've a waiting room no, no. full of people as well. well and it's tricky. It's, it's, it's not an easy job. No, but the point is... Medics tend to have a God complex. And therefore, <laughs> if you suggest for a second that a medic might be incompetent, like you're the worst in the world, there are bad GPs just the same as there are bad accountants, bad solicitors, bad broadcasters. I was there, about I to say. say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So this, no, the, the, Tony but, might well have a bad GP. Yes, okay. Well, let, let, let's, let's focus on Tony's GP. Well, possibly change GP, but also if you have specifically stuff wrong with an 80-year-old from a mental health point of view, there are psychogeriatricians, which are, which are, are specifically psychiatrists that deal with the elderly, because it's an actual area of specialty, because older... Geriatric medicine. But it's psychiatric geriatric yeah. health. It's, yeah. it's mental health. For, there is a mental health for the elderly specialist. But we could have a situation here an or can't remember his name or or is at home and doesn't know when he's turned the electricity off The psychogeriatricians are actually brilliant in fairness. My poor mum when, when she was alive we, we had to get one for well, her at one stage. One, and yes, and you can, but that's the thing you can get one. You might have a waiting list but it's not actually outrageous. And older people react differently specifically to, to mental health stresses and anxieties and depressions and all that stuff and okay. it's, an, it's a thing and that's what these okay. people should ask their GP to refer them to that's what I'm saying if they're not okay. getting enough that's what they need specialist it. Now, there is one element about my answer to a lot of medical questions, you know, tends to be a bit dismissive, you know, like the firing squad or Mary Magdalene's hem very often I think is like a good answer. But I'm not too sympathetic for poor old Kim up in the dock, right? Because she says, is there anything you can do for restless legs? I'm 39 and I've had them since 10. Now, she's had them for 20, I'm presuming as female, she's had them for 29 years. Why, why didn't she get something done in the last well, 29 I, I, years? Well, a couple of things. Is one is there's not a huge amount that can be done usefully. Are you for, yeah, there's not really. What the, are restless legs? What, what, it's a horrible sensation. I'm restless all the time. <laughs> it's not just your legs either, but it's it's a horrible sensation. I've had it once or twice, but very rarely, where your legs are in the bed at night and they're kind of. Tingling, and they're kind of jittery. They want to move. And, and is this any way related to my cramps at night in my legs? It's no. not completely unrelated. Yeah, yeah, it's not completely unrelated. Gin and tonic, maybe. I was gonna say for some people. Now, not all people, but for some people, the quinine will will help on the restless legs too. And sometimes a multivitamin will also help because sometimes people have too but, much but I, or too I, little. Right, what I have hear you? you. Yeah. All right, I hear you. 
And your answer is, listen, have a few gin tonics before you go to bed. Tonics. We never say the gin. We, do, we have a few tonic waters or a, or a quinine tablet. We don't <laughs> recommend gin on the health check. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, you know, a couple of tonics and you're all right. But like this, Kim has had, why I'm worried about this is Kim has had it for 29 years. If it was as simple as a couple of tonics... Yeah, no, I know. It's not an easy one to to, to treat. And I have seen it treated with heavy duty medications that sort of sedative or, or, or tranquilizing or what have you. Um, and they they also do work, in fact, for it. But in my view, in those instances, is the, the cure is worse than the disease because we don't want to be putting people on addictive, crappy drugs. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, so we say no to that. I would try a bit of quinine. I would try a multivitamin. Um, okay. Generally, these things get You're worse with stress. Well, you see, that's why she's coming to us because this is a difficult one. Generally, oh. these things get worse with stress oh. and all that kind of stuff and that may be going on too. All right, but now, you see, Sue is 52, right? Yes. She's the menopause. Yes. And she's worrying about sweating. Yes. Right? Yes. It hasn't affected me. But you, you, didn't, you didn't have the menopause. I know no. you think you have everything, but you didn't actually have the menopause. No, but isn't sweating part of the menopause? Is. And given everybody gets the menopause, Sue can't actually prevent sweating. Is that right? Well, what Sue is asking Lee is... Has she, a mere maid. She, she, Sue is saying, I don't want HRT. Is there anything natural I can take? That's what she, she has a specific query, which we should, we should answer. Yes, there are. There are lots of people do find benefit from things like sage, phytosoya, you know, there's various things you can take that are natural over-the-counter remedies for the menopause, uh, menopaste, menoherbs. There's a load of things. And well, she I could thought, try those right. things. Well, I thought HRT was the magic bullet. I thought HRT, HRT will, cured everything. Well, it will cure these types of symptoms. And why would she are, not take Well, them? because HRT is not without its side effects. HRT oh, really? is not a drug that doesn't have side effects. Like? Like it can potentially cause blood clots. It may potentially cause um, an increased risk of heart disease. There is a potential for it to cause an increased risk of breast cancer. Things like you're that. So these, these are no, not insignificant. You're gas. Honestly, you doctors are gas. Every time some poor woman comes into you, doctor, ah, take the HRT. We do and not then, say that. In fact, I very rarely no, prescribe. We discover oh, no, breast no. cancer, hold on, hold heart on. failure, hold a whole pile of other stuff. Most you never doc- told me this. In all the time we're doing the hook health checkup, you never once told me that HRT caused uh, or may cause breast cancer. Well, an increased risk of it. And, and heart disease. But here's the thing. We we tell women this all the time in the consultation. We say, look, there may be um, side effects of HRT, blah, 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 blah. Tell no, no, we, we, we absolutely do. In fact, I will write in the notes after a HRT consultation risks explained because it isn't reasonable, George, to give somebody a medication without explaining that there may be negatives too. But here's the thing. There are women who are utterly debilitated by their menopausal symptoms. They can't function, they can't work, they can hardly live their lives. And when you say to them, look, these are the potential side effects, you know, all we're talking about is is sweats and hot flushes, blah, blah, blah. What do you want to do? They'll say, give me the HRT. I can't go on as I am. So you explain to people the risks, the benefits, and then you let them make up their own decision. But there is something for soon. Women are able to choose these things for themselves. Yes, soya, sage, there are alternatives okay. in the chemist or in the health food shops you could so go in and discuss. So our pharmacists can help her? Yes. Oh, very good. Uh, and very truthfully, good. are they placebo effects? Yeah, they probably are. But for some women, they definitely get some benefit from them. Well, no, the, the, the women are, are, are in terrible trouble. 35-year-old woman. Now, I think this is interesting. Because her left ankle swells for the last three years, whether she exercises or not. She's sitting at a desk. Now, the only thing I'm worried about is her dad died suddenly nine weeks ago. 
right? Okay. And she's writing to us. Yeah, you're absolutely right. She's worried, isn't that right? You're good at this, actually, aren't you? After all these years, you're actually very good at it. Yes, she says she's had this for three years, but her dad died nine weeks ago, and now she writes to us because she's now worrying about everything. Yeah. Um, there's two main things she needs to do. She needs to have maybe a... a a Doppler of her legs to have a look at the veins in her legs because it's only one leg, so it's not heart failure or anything that that would affect it's two circulation, legs. It's isn't it? Possibly the circulation in her leg, but in women, and this is the oh. truth, in women uh, with one leg swollen only, particularly younger women, they should have a pelvic scan in case they have an ovarian cyst or things like that that might be pressing in the pelvis on the, 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 the blood vessels at the top of the left leg, this, in this woman's case, oh, the left I'm leg. I'm prepared to admit my ignorance of ovarian cysts. <laughs> Not right. often, but, no. but, but I'm, I'm more worried about yeah. her psychological No, you're state dead right. She, she's had it for three years. She probably hasn't thought too much about it and now she's worried and upset. But you know what? After bereavement, people need a time to adjust and a time yeah, to, to, right. to sort of be kind to themselves and, and you have to go through those things there's no way around it and, and I hope that this girl is just kind to herself because you know it's, it's not an easy time and we're, and we're thinking of her Well I'm fine the thing is finally people have copped on to you with your ever ready answer of topical steroids and nasal steroids well, you know I do have the t-shirt and, and that lady says you recommend nasal steroids for people who suffer with their nose she's constantly struggling yeah. With their nose. And and your, uh, but she stopped using, it may not be a she, um, at, at 35. Bad oh. snoring. Sounds more like a man, really, I think. Oh, well, that's very judgmental and sexist. Well, no, women moving into a room thing. Women snore uh, as well, like men and women snore. And um, what should she do? Well, first of all, she might need, if she's a very bad snorer and it's affecting her relationship, the first thing I would say is, okay, well, then we need to take this relatively seriously. And she may need one of a few things. But sorry, she asks a question. Decongestions, would they make the condition worse, she said. Well, if she's talking about things like pseudofeds and the actifeds and all that, they're only suitable for very short-term use. Yeah. If you use them long-term, they cause a rebound, worse decongestion. So if you're out there popping the pseudofeds, you know, seven days a week, you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. People should probably use who have these kinds of conditions a sinus rinse, which is not the pleasantest thing to use. It's where you use a squeezy bottle thing that squirts saline up your nose, but you, and you kind of go, all that business, but you actually do clear out some of the muck that's up there. Um, antihistamines help, topical uh, steroids help in both drop and spray formations, all, all, all those kinds of things help as well. But if she's that bad, she may need either an ENT assessment or she may need a sleep study because she could even have sleep apnea, this woman. We don't, we don't know, George, obviously. But I don't like hearing that her relationship is on the rocks yeah, and everything the sleep too. Apnea, I, I still think it's a man, but anyway, the sleep apnea thing is interesting. We don't know. It's just my view. Okay. Um, the sleep apnea thing is interesting because you go to bed with a mask on your face yes. and you have a an oxygen cylinder next to the bed yes. or something and all that. But the other partner finds it, this, I've got this from speaking to people, the other partner is so delighted that the snoring and all this claptrap has stopped that they live with the Yeah, man. The other thing that they're delighted too is sleep apnea is very frightening to witness. When you are lying beside somebody and they're going... And then there's that big pause where their breathing stops and then there's a big... <gasps> people are going, Jesus Christ, are they going to, are they going to breathe again? Do you know what I mean? So, 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 yes. so partners and spouses of people yes. with sleep apnea are often yes. Yes. sleeping very lightly because they're okay. afraid for their partner. Right. I will um, 
get on my knees and ask for forgiveness for the good doctor taking the holy name in vain, which is punishable by 30 lashes administered after the show. Um, now, I, this next one, like, I worry about the next one. I get a pain in the bottom of my leg from knee to ankle in the bone after drinking alcohol. Now, you don't get a pain in your bone from drinking alcohol. That's very interesting. You'll struggle with this No, one. I won't struggle You'll with struggle it. to make this one deadly. This in. person needs a blood test. Um, there are conditions... Caused by alcohol. Cause a thing called B symptoms, which is where, where you get pain sometimes supraclavicularly, which is up above the, the clavicle. But he's got his knee or, and or ankle. in the bones. That's not the clavicle. Bony pain. Uh, yeah, he needs some blood tests. And he might Why? Need, and he might need a, a, an x-ray of that, that bone too. He, there may be something going on in the bone. He may have some kind of a lesion in that bone. It's hard to say. but but And I don't want to frighten the person. But, but you are. Well... <laughs> You are. We need, an, ex- we need a, an x-ray and some blood has, tests. No, the fellow has a couple of points and he gets, a, he gets a pain in his leg and suddenly you've got him at the edge of the abyss. No, he needs an x-ray of his leg and he needs a blood test and he's probably fine, but he needs to go and have that checked. And I hope he's listening. All right. Sometimes you're going to put me in my box as a kind of Sometimes. A... <laughs> Listen, uh, can you ask here about a 36-year-old with a maid ascending aortic aneurysm? And what should I be doing? Okay. Is I, it maid, M-A-I-D? I no, I, I, no, no. There's, there's, some, there's, there's something. But anyway, he has an aortic aneurysm in his, in his, in his ascending aorta. Um, it's, it's An aneurysm, George, is where uh, an artery has swollen, it's dilated. So, so instead of being the, the width it should be, it's wider than it should be, which does a couple of things, but, but largely it puts strain on that blood vessel and there's a risk of rupture. Okay, now that doesn't mean this person's going to rupture. What should he do? He should have it monitored. He needs to have yearly scans to assess the width of it to make sure it's in within sort of safe limits. Well, and see, there's a reason yeah. for that is because the surgery to cure a, a, an aortic aneurysm is high risk surgery, all right? It's just it's it's much more risky than your average surgery. So they don't just leap in and treat every uh, every and a thirty six year old is it's, he's very young. Well, that's but, what I was going to yeah, say. Like, but he's but very but they don't they don't leap in and, and treat every aortic aneurysm because uh, the surgery itself is risky. But at some point, the tipping point is reached where where the okay. risk of it rupturing outweighs the risk of the surgery right. and therefore they do it. Yeah. So he needs constant monitoring okay. by a vascular surgeon, and that's it, really. I'm not sure. Um, whether the questions were deliberately chosen by Alex in order that you could go into your drama uh, with every single question about people near death. But on this question, you cannot. I defy you to go to sort of your near death solution. Give me a chance. Doctor, what's the story about red veins on my chin and I'm no, oh, I'm age 55? I say you can nearly take this one, George. What's he worrying about? He's fifty-five. He probably has, you know, drank a bit of alcohol in his day or whatever. It may be. It may be a woman. Women don't get red veins. Oh, they in do. Their noses. They do. They totally I've do. Never. And they wear makeup know. over it. That's oh, yeah, why you don't true, see yeah. it. Yeah. Um, what? Listen, it's a cosmetic thing. It's nothing to worry about per se. Yeah. Having said that, there are cosmetic treatments. They can be injected. They can be lasered. They can be treated cosmetically to make the red veins disappear. But why would you? You're 55. Your race is run. Why would you? <laughs> you want are to be? so. Look at 
you. You're such a hypocrite. You're 76 and you don't think your race is run. No, Listen. but I mean, I don't go out getting cosmetics like. I don't. Like at 55, you're hardly going to the disco on a Friday night. People still maybe are self-conscious about things. You can't necessarily prejudge the shoes that anyone else walks in. Can you not? No, I don't think so. I, I knew it, like, even a, a minor thing. Like, a few veins in his chin. Suddenly you want this to go in This could be a woman who has veins right, in her chin and has social anxiety and all sorts of things. You don't, you're you off, don't you're know. off and running. You don't you're know what it running. is. It's unbelievable. You're just incredible. I mean, if I said to you I'm drinking a bottle of milk a day, you'd say, beware, cows carry, da na 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 and suddenly we're playing the death march from I love Puccini your, or I something. I love your impersonations of me. <laughs> All right. It's the, it's the Hook Health Checkup here uh, on uh, News Talk, of course. High noon. Kira's back every week. You send your questions to 53106, cost 30 cents, and we will deal with them.